Hey, kids, trustworthy Kev Smith here. Uh, in light of uh, Hurricane Sandy, there's not much uh, bird story to tell this week, but uh, when things get a bit more back to normal, there'll be some bird. The uh, the devastation that we've seen in the pictures, the images on TV, has not stopped uh, for a lot of New York and New Jersey. So uh, please, uh, if you can, give some money to the Red, Sta- uh, Red State, Woo. Uh, Red Cross. Um, they're going in their relief effort to, to help out the, the sandy affected areas of New Jersey that are still without power, without water. Um, in New York, uh, there's an organization called Occupy Sandy. They're doing clothes drives and water drives and batteries, pulling stuff together, uh, for the good folks uh, of that, of the New York area. In New Jersey, there are various efforts being put together by, uh, Governor Christie. There's a website. I think I saw that, um, uh, his wife, the first lady of New Jersey, um, Mary Pat, I believe her name is, was, uh, saying you can donate money to, to affect the areas right there in Jersey. So, um, if you can donate, uh, clothes, old clothes, blankets, batteries, water, bottle water. Um, a lot of people are saying, where, where do you donate it? Uh, don't take it to the police department. Don't take it to the fire department. We've seen a lot of reports of people being turned away with the police department. Fire department have enough to worry about right now. They're like, we're not the closed people. For example, um, in uh, near Highlands, at the top of the hill in Highlands, most of Highlands, New Jersey, is still shut down. But at the top of the hill in Highlands, they're uh, 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 collecting food, and uh, some perishables, but uh, mostly clothing in uh, the old gym up at OLPH, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So uh, there are lots of places like that collecting uh materials for the folks who were without because remember uh if you've seen some of the images just imagine the ocean swallowing your home and everything you own you got nothing to wear but the clothes or what are already on your back so americares.org uh salvationarmyusa.org redcross.org these are places you can monetarily uh help out uh if you're in the or near the affected areas, uh, they're asking you stay out of, like places like Keensburg are destroyed. Keensburg police are asking people to stay out of Keensburg because there's still a lot of danger, power lines down, uh, dumpsters floating down the street. So uh, you might want to um, uh, find out, call ahead where you can drop off uh, things that you're donating. I saw a story on Facebook. A van full of truck stuff, full of people, uh, stuff rather, come up from uh, people who used to live in, in the Highlands area, sent, uh, collected a bunch of clothing and sent it up in a truck, brought it up in a truck, and were turned away near Keensburg. So uh, make some calls in advance. Uh, you know, the <coughs> road to hell is paved with good intentions. So make sure that uh, they're, they're willing to receive your, your donations. Uh, our hearts and minds are with everybody affected by the flood. Uh, it's a bitch, man. Fuck Sandy. But uh, uh, you will get through it. As a survivor of the Nor'easter of 92, trust me, man, you will get through it. I lost mouths. I lost everything. I lost 20 cats. I lost uh, a shit ton. And uh, it's surprising how quickly you'll be able to put your life back together. Um, so, uh, and now this is going to sound gross, but I still have to let people know about the dates just for this week of me being on the road, uh, Buffalo, New York, man, I'm going to be there November 7th, this very Wednesday doing an evening with Kevin Smith at the UB university of Buffalo, 7:30 PM. It starts the center for the arts, man. Tickets at csmod.com. Um, in November 8th, the very next day, me and Jason Mews are going to Connecticut, Ridgefield, Connecticut. 
excuse me, to perform Jane Silent Bob Get Old, 7.30 p.m. at the Ridgefield Playhouse. Tickets at csmod.com. November 10th, I'm going to be standing alone once again on a stage uh, at this time in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, at the Peace Center, man. November 10th, uh, 8 p.m., it's Good Evening with Kevin Smith at the Peace Center. And then November 11th, the very next day, it's me and Jason Mewes again doing Jane Silent Bob Get Old, this time in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Fillmore. Tickets for this and all shows, as always, at csmod.com. Uh, me and Ralph will be down this week. No show this weekend because uh, I'm going to be out there in South Carolina. So we'll be posting the Hollywood Babylon Comic-Con Theater that we recorded uh, last week. So look for that. Other new podcasts this week, brand new Babylon uh, that just happened this weekend. Brand new Smodcast will be up tomorrow. Hoping to get a brand new Bat- Fat Man on Batman up there as well. Uh, again, Keep a little place in your heart for the folks in New York, New Jersey, uh, affected by this flood. Put yourself in their shoes. Imagine losing everything. Imagine being absolutely displaced. We'll be holding a Smodco benefit once everything's kind of uh, shaken out, once the, you know, that we're allowed to kind of go back into some of the affected areas and whatnot, once it's a little more appropriate, taste, uh, tasteful. Uh, but meantime, we're doing some monetary, offering monetary help on our side and whatnot. But look for a Smodco benefit down the road. Anyway, I'm sorry. Without further ado uh, on to this week's uh, Smodco podcast. My mic has not been on for 10 minutes. We just lost all that good stuff. Welcome to Ob. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is actually the start of the show, everybody. And we'll tell you why we start the show over. I didn't have my microphone on. Yeah. I had Scott's on. So now we have a 10-minute recording of me. Just Scott talking to himself about movie lines (laughs) and couches. Uh, We talked about my couch. Let's catch you up. Scott once had a couch. Uh, we were talking about how we never record Phoebe on weekends, and Scott's like, no, I totally did it one time, the time that he bought a couch. You know what's really funny? Yeah. Is that when the 10-minute segment was over, we were talking about paraphrasing movie lines, and now you're paraphrasing <laughs> the entire It's very meta. It's very <laughs> meta. Record. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, at the end of this episode, what we're going to do is you're going to hear the theme. Minutes. Yeah, we're gonna, you're going to hear the theme music, uh, and then you'll hear Scott and probably me ghost sound in the background you'll hear the 10 minutes that we lost swayze like swayze dog (laughs) swayze dog that would be his twitter if if he'd made it to twitter if he'd have made it to twitter (laughs) swayze dog 87 i think somebody else called him swayze dog though who i don't know i didn't invent i want to turn i I turned me up and i liked it and i want to turn you up now i'm not taking credit for i'm not taking credit for Calling him Sway's dog. Okay. I think we even knew that when we did the Roadhouse commentary when Kevin and I did that. Oh my god, that's right. You guys did commentary for Roadhouse. That was like a real like early um podcast. Yeah. Sort of I don't know if we were doing it or not. I can't remember why. Well, we had done an intro on one of the DVDs where we talked about Roadhouse. And then it was like a call out of the blue or that's right. if you want to do it. Well, commentary. It was Mallrats, right? It was the Mallrats DVD. You guys talked about. It was a video intro. Yeah, you talked about Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. For some reason. But then I think it was. But the commentaries were even like an early form of of podcasting for us. 
Because at a certain point, oh, totally. Because you guys rarely are talking about yeah, what's on screen. Yeah, we don't even pay attention. Like I remember, like on the third or fourth, like at a certain point in the movie, we went in there, like, well, do you want the movie to be playing? Or like, eh, really? Eh, sort of. At like it was certain... kind of on the video, but yeah, you could yeah, hear it. Yeah. And we would just talk. And then I was like, at a certain point, no those one were attention. some of the those were my favorite my favorite things about DVD were those viewer skew commentaries. I thought you guys were very funny. Those were like you could have been better. I thought. I, just kidding. Well, you were great, actually. Affleck's know. fucking funny. It's yeah. kind of annoying. What did you say that about me? No, you are hilarious. And I don't think I was that funny on that. No, you were. I don't remember. You were. Uh, always but, people walking by. Yeah, there's always, always people smile. walking by. And your backs to them, and they always smile at me. I feel I you feel, feel obligated. obligated to like acknowledge the people walking by. Do you think by. there are any hardcore Phoebe fans that work in this building? Guarantee you there aren't. <laughs> really? Yeah, there can't be, right? There might be one. Well, maybe. If you are, come visit um, me. Not I'm on the fourth woman, floor. And not that guy. Because they both looked at us like <laughs> we're technicians. Well, we are. We in are. In a way. We're, we're real technicians Comedian. of the craft of podcasting. Lots of traffic today. Put it down. Oh, somebody's on. coming back. No, but not to. Someday people will see the studio and, and realize where we are. Um, but, um, okay. So let's not talk about where we so are. So, Roadhouse. Roadhouse commentary. I bought a couch. The first 10 minutes have been gone. Yeah, for, but you'll hear it afterwards. And it was some funny riffing, and hopefully you agree. And hopefully with just one side of it, it will. Yeah, it'll make sense. I think it will. Sort of. I don't say a lot. <laughs> That's not true. I have to drive this because you're not driving it. I won't. I won't do it. <laughs> I think that was a stipulation of us doing a podcast together. Uh, God, now you're getting me distracted by looking at it's these people. Weird when people. I had walk completely by. ignored them. We literally do this with a window with with a giant, giant window, and people can walk by. It's a fishbowl essentially of yeah. a studio. One side has blinds, other side wide open, and I face that side. Yeah, and pretty soon, if we're recording on a regular evening, which we might be, there's going to be a class that walks by that we have yet to figure out what they're what doing. they're learning. <laughs> Welcome to e school. When you are they going to e school? I don't know. Let's talk about class for a second. You did you when you left high school? Yeah, you got out of high school. Did you go to college? College, or did you just go to film school? I went to college. College at I went UCLA. To junior college. No, no, no. I went to like a JC. Okay. I went to Orange Coast College, which is where is it? Is in Costa Orange County. Mesa. Okay. Yeah, it's in Orange County. It's and did you live down there, or did you commute from like LA? Because that would have been crazy, by the way. No, no, no. I drove. I I was living in Vancouver, and uh, I was living in Vancouver. That's a hell of a commute. Um, and then I tra- and then I finished high school there, and then I moved down to this JC that I had found the spring before. I'd driven down the spring before, enrolled at this junior college, um, and then I went down there. I lived in Newport Beach, and then I drove from there to Costa Mesa. Did you like start surfing and stuff? Like yeah. taking the Newport lifestyle? No. If you want to know all about it, because that what you just talked about is like on the last mod that I think goes up. It'll be up by the time this goes up. Oh, well, I, I like that. wrote this like list of things. I was like, I just moved in. I lived by myself. I lived. I shared a room with the dude. A little a bedroom. Yeah, I shared the bedroom because it was like, because like you know, I went to the college and they yeah. had like on a cork board. It said like three hundred fifty dollars or whatever for a room. Like you would oh. share a room. Like it was cheap, and so oh. I was like, all right. And I never lived on my own. Not that that's why I was like, oh, man, I'll sleep in the same room with somebody so I won't feel lonely. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have my own room. (laughs) (laughs) 
but that's not what happened. But anyways, I wrote this list of like things I want to do before I die, and it's just pain. It was painful, and that's read. on the new the new Smodcast. Check it out. Yes, Scott goes through a list. The uh, but yeah, I did go to a junior college because my grades weren't that great coming out of high school. Like so, when you say weren't that great, like C or B or like C's, B's, like an A here or there. Yeah, you know, but they weren't like good enough to get into any to get into university. So Where your plan yeah. was to do two years, bring my grades up. Were that your, didn't, that's not what happened. Were your A's in like any like art? Was you get an A in art? Nah, I was pretty like I was not. I was like. I was just, I didn't want to be there, so I didn't really do that well. Yeah. I got weird A's. Like, I think I got, like, in sometimes, like, maybe history or, mm-hmm. like, or economic. Like, if I liked the teacher, sometimes I would do well. Yeah. I can't remember. Somebody maybe. Did you do well for, like, a hot teacher? Like, if you had a hot teacher, would you do a little better? No, I think I had, uh, I, I took home, I think it was, like, not home ec, but it was, like, it was, like, and it wasn't economics. It was, it was, uh, what the fuck was it? It was some class that was like, it was economics. What the fuck was it? It wasn't home ec either. It was some class, and we had the, and the probably like the most attractive teacher I had mm. during high school, my last, like my senior year or whatever. Mm. I didn't do that well. <laughs> Not, I, it, it doesn't affect me at all. I would try. I, I had a chip them. on my shoulder going in every class. I was like, fuck, teach me, bitch. <laughs> I dare you? What up, man? I dare you to teach me. I'm here to learn. The it's so boring. Man. I feel like the lost the lost years of the Scott Mosier saga. I feel like those are the Banana Republic when you were working at Banana Republic. <laughs> um, know more about that time in your life. I started at Banana Republic. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious to me. I. uh so when I was down in Costa Mesa, mm-hmm. so I'm in Costa Mesa, and I'm going to school in Costa Mesa, living in Newport Beach. I start to get work, and the first place I get work at is um, it was Canterbury of New Zealand. It was literally like the rugby, the rugby shirt, oh, clothing company had a store in South Coast Plaza. Oh, yeah, South Coast Plaza is still there. Yeah, there was two sides to South Coast Plaza. There was like a, there's like the main one, and then there was like a, there was, there was like another ver, like there was another building that was just away from it. Mm-hmm. And this is where that was. And this is the one. It was, it was like this was the old mall, and then there's the big fancy mall. Right. And we were in like the old mall, like the Glendale Galleria and the Americana. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so we're in the the Glendale Gallery. I got a job there, mm-hmm. working on the floor as a salesman for Canterbury of New Zealand. That was they were big then, rugby shirts. Yeah, like rugby shirts were yeah, huge yeah. back then. Well, it was happening. Yeah, it was a happening. Cool. You were a happening guy. But I think it was. I think it got closed down. I worked there for maybe like six months or something. I think it got closed down. Did anybody there have an accent? New Zealand. Uh, my uh, the manager did. Oh, really? Yeah, the woman who managed it. That's nice. It kind of makes you from feel... New Zealand. Yeah, I was like, like it's authentic. Exotic. Yeah, this is like, look <laughs> at me. I'm gonna write a letter to my fucking friends back home. Dear friends, dear friends, I found employment from international <laughs> salesperson. <laughs> international Have rugby sales rugby? associate. <laughs> Well, I literally, I got that job not because I could fucking sell Have you heard anything. Of rugby? Yeah. Are you familiar with their attire? Yeah. Are you familiar with the shirts? <laughs> not the tight shorts. 
I uh, I had played. I think I got that job because I actually had I played rugby. Oh, you probably did get that job. Because otherwise, I'm sure they were. I'm a terrible salesperson. When did you play I am rugby? The worst salesperson ever. All right, sell me something right now. I want you to sell me. Sell me your phone. Sell me your cell phone. Um, do you want a phone? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta actually be a customer here. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking for a new phone. Yeah. All right. Well, what kind of phone do you want? Yeah, I want one that I can kind of go I have online. This phone. So uh-huh. why don't you look at it? Yeah, and if sure. you don't want this phone, then obviously <laughs> you should go somewhere else. <laughs> wow, you weren't kidding. I I was pretty good at selling stuff. I was terrible. I would I was always I tried really hard, but I would inevitably just be like, I don't care if you buy this or not. Like, like the point of this to me, if you're a salesperson, somebody coming in and be like, Hey, I'm looking for the T-shirts. I could be like, They're back there. Or they're over there. Or, you know, do you want me to find you a size? Although I'd be like, if you don't fucking understand how things are sized. It's like there's a label in the back, and there's an S, and an M, and an L, and an XL. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyways, you want me to do the work for you, that's fine. I'll pull it out. But then when it would come down to people going like, ah, I don't know, and they're, it's like, and you're supposed to then sell them on it and be like, I don't know, man. I, like, that looks, I mean, looks great on you. I just, it was like... I would, it's like the words would just not come. I would just be like, ah, you know, if you buy it or don't buy it, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Were you on commission? No. Oh, then, yeah, why would you care? Well, when I moved, so so Canterbury, New Zealand closes down. I then move into the larger, more trafficked mall, mm-hmm. and I get a job at Banana Republic. Okay. I had, during Christmas. Did so. they like your experience at the Canterbury store? Did they say that I'm in the interview? Sure it helped. It was Christmas, though, where it's like they just want oh, they'll warm hire bodies. Anything. Yeah, they'll yeah. hire anything. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing they did was they made me a greeter. Okay, so your guy at the front of the store says, Welcome to Banana Republic. Yeah, and the dude's basically, I'm like, I'm like, so I say, Hey, or hi. Hey, welcome to Banana Republic. Welcome to Banana Republic. Welcome to, so, so they put me up there, and I'm pretty sure I was like, Welcome to Banana Republic. Hey, welcome to Banana Republic. Welcome to Banana Republic. Happy holidays. Welcome to Banana Republic. And you know I'm, what I hate? I hate at checkout when they say to you, did you find everything okay? Because if your answer is no, you know when you're buying something, Scott? Are you yeah, familiar with this yeah, process? Yeah, and they go, did you find everything okay? And you're like, no. No. If I say no, what are they going to do? It's too late. I had to find. It took me forever. Your store sucks. Like, they're not going to change anything about my shopping experience. Well, they could be like, did you find everything? You're like, no. And then they'll be like, oh, well, what did you want? I peanut, wouldn't do that. I wanted peanut butter. I, I'd be like, well, this, <laughs> we don't have peanut butter. It's always for so some the guy, reason. The guy came up and busted me on greeting where he's like, you can't just sit. It's like you're not a banana public robot. It's like you have to. He's like, you can't just say the same thing over and over again. If, honestly, I feel like a robot designed by Banana Republic <laughs> would do that. It would say the same thing. No, 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 it wouldn't. Because they were they didn't like my performance. They were not into it. They were like, you can't just say the same thing over and over again. And I was like, well, what am, you want me to greet everybody? What else am I supposed to say? And they're like, you're supposed to, you know, like, <clears throat> gotta, you got to like, you know, you kind of guys got to make it up as you go along. The guy walks in in a blue suit. You're like, hey, I really like your sweater. Like, oh, man, those, be- those look like heavy. You've been shopping a lot. Like, literally, it's like, improvised school where it's like they wanted me to size up each person coming in and come up with some kind of like specific thing to them like oh man i like your shirt or hey i like this and i was i just remember in my i remember inside just being like i can't do that i was like i i said i'll try but i'm not that's just not me 
Like, I'm just not going to be able to do it. <laughs> and so I lived there for a little bit, and then they moved me back to T-shirts. So you went, there was a specific T-shirt department inside the Banana Republic? Back in those days, they still had the, like, they still had some of that pith helmet shit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. They had the shirts. The whole back wall was shirts. Yeah. With all the, like, fucking, here's a fucking... A toucan, yeah. a fucking yeah. globe, or whatever the fuck it was. Now and they so, use an elephant. Yeah. And so I would go back there, and and what I would do is, like, it was a wall of shirts, and it would always be a mess. And, like, I would just I would just fold T-shirts the whole time and made it, like, the wall look perfect, just so I could avoid talking to people. Did, can you fold? Do you do that now? Do you, like, yeah, pick up a T-shirt, it. and you just fold it, and the logo's out and ready to if go? You give me a, if you give me a T-shirt right now, I could fold it. I could banana fold it without a, and they used to. Now don't take your own teeth. Why, why not? This is exciting. <laughs> Want this folded? Have a tank top, huh? All right. Mamara is taking off. I need. His I need to see this. All right. All right. Scott has been given a T-shirt. I will now take a picture of this for the blog. Oh wait, hang on, Scott. Video. I'm gonna take a video of this for the blog. We are really just going multimedia here, Phoebe. A little out of practice. My, my wife actually has me fold all our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now Scott, tell us what you're doing. You got you got a, you got a shirt in here. So here's a shirt. So you're, you put your thumbs at the first fold point. Okay. So your thumbs are next to where the shoulder would be. This. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm basically grabbing the sleeves, fold over once, I fold over twice, I bring it into my chest, come down, lip, up. What? Look at that perfectly folded t-shirt. And I can see right here, it's clearly a 007 t-shirt. I'm impressed. You have skills I didn't know about. I can just hop on this mic now. I would you would fold all my laundry if I was my in a relationship does, with you. My wife is like she literally I'll come home and sometimes there'll be a mound of 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 clothes on the kitchen table <laughs> waiting for me to fold it. Do you fold now cuz I have I there's a oh let me turn this off. Thanks Scott. <laughs> I have a uh I have a I take my sometimes I take my clothes to the fluff and fold. Uh-huh. And Really, the main reason is because they will fold my T-shirts like that. And then they used to—they teach you on a board, like you get like a, like the way you would learn is they there would be like a thin board. It was almost like the back of a a clipboard. Yeah, you know, it's like a hard board, and so you set the T-shirt down, and then you put the board on it, and then you go. So you had these boards there, but I was just like. I just got used to, and there was, and there was, you know, there was semi little creases in it anyways. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, why am I going to go over to a folding station? Like I can just stand and do it and just like. Whoosh, whoosh. Did anybody like a manager ever come up to you and say, Scott, you're the best folder we've ever seen at Banana Republic. Like, we don't need it. We'd rather you sell it <laughs> than fold it. <laughs> We're not technically paying you to fold. Scott, have you ever considered a career in folding? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. So, so what happens is, I'm a terrible salesperson. I just don't care. Mm -hmm. I admit it. I'm just, I'm just like you guys. I just, I, like, I just don't like when somebody's just like, does this look good on me? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's your choice. Like, why don't you be happy? Like, just do what you got to do. 
And so an opportunity came up to work in the stock room. Okay, the stock room of Banana Republic. Yeah, which I've talked about before. Like, which I guess is the place where you're like, oh, do you have any more of these in XL? And then someone would go check the stock room, right? Yeah, they'd have the stock room. And I've talked about this before on Swancast where it's like there was a remote there's a remote stock room inside of the of uh, South Coast Plaza. So it wasn't in the store. It was in an actual like four-walled, no-windowed cinder block room in the sort of bowels of the mall. The uh, the Grove Apple Store is like that as well. Yeah. In fact, the the back room, the other the stock room for the Grove, there's a little one that's in the store and then there's one that's actually next to the movie theater. Yeah. That uh, you have, I mean, it's and in there, it's like it's just you know, it's just walls. There's no window. It's just yeah. We had they had a they had an alarm door, which was just like they would lock me in. I could I could open it, but they would it would lock like, behind you if you went out. Yeah, or like I couldn't leave without an alarm going off because then they would know I wasn't stealing anything. Oh right. But I would literally sit in this room with some music and like I would just f- literally fold everything. And when I was doing it, like, um, I would just fold it all and then then know kind of what was there. And, and at a certain point, like, they would call up and be like, do we have the fucking banana jeans in size 32 long? And I'd be like, nope. And, like, I just had it all in my head. Uh, Scott, you didn't check. I didn't need to check. You knew. knew in your head? Because I kept it all folded and I kept it all... I would just organize it perfectly so I knew where everything was and Is what we had. Is this why you became a producer? No, I'm just like, it's because I do like, it's actually the opposite. Like producing is kind of the complete opposite. Like I am very, I, I like tangible tasks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, that's why I was great at, that's why I like sale, selling is just like, it's not tangible enough. And right. that's why I got so lost in it. I'm just greeting people. It's just like, I don't like, I didn't know how to measure whether I was doing a good job. And I also didn't understand it. Whereas like, if I come into a store, it's like, like, just let me do what I got to do. That's my problem is, like, as a shopper, I'm like, just if I got a question, I will ask you. I don't need you to, like, welcome me to the store. I don't need you to ask me if I'm finding everything. <laughs> because you're, like, you're just jumping on, like, if I can't find something, that's why you're here. You're not here to ask me if I can't find anything. Right. Like, you're not. You think you are. <laughs> but then if you put me in a stock room and you're just like, you're like, all this needs to be organized and we need to know where everything is and what every side, like, like that to me is like, as soon as it becomes tangible, like the hands just start moving. And well, isn't that kind of, is that not kind of like we're making, we need to make a movie. This is, we have a $250,000 budget, make this work. Definitely like, definitely sort of that, <clears throat> like, I think it was on a, on clerks. It definitely translated because it was because it was much more tangible. It's like everything I had to do was like, I did have to hold the boom pole or I did have to do like, just because we didn't have money, like you did have to physically just do a lot of it while doing some of the organization. But then, you know, as the job evolves, you realize like the amount of like tangible hands-on things you do are like not that much. So as the budget on the movies go up, the the actual work you have to do. You hire, you end up hiring entire crews of people who do even like on the animated movie i'm on now it's like there's storyboard artists editors and like there's a whole 
departments that do all the tandem yeah. work, and your job is to sort of react to it. But I don't like you don't necessarily manipulate anything with your hands. You do all the other stuff, which is like you know licensing meetings. So do you want to go back to that kind of thing sometime? Do you think like like a, some sort of tangible? Yeah, I mean, I miss like that's why I would edit and do re-edits and yeah. do editing work because I do like like my mind is probably happiest when I am sort of just give me that sort of a big chunk of work, something to sift yeah. through. Like that's kind of why I like writing too. I like I like sort of sitting down and then uh, and then just sort of pumping through something and then having this finished product. I I def I mean that's why I like doing. That's why I like writing. It's why I like cooking yeah. too. Like cooking to me is a very like if I have like I didn't do it this weekend, but there's times where like I'll just be like Sunday I'll like on a Sunday I'll just spend all day cooking something because I just want to do something that's tangible and yet unlike movies, like it actually has a beginning, middle, and an end. Right. Within a ten hour period versus Well, like, it takes about twelve hours for that to go through your system. <laughs> That's the true end of food. It is. Poop. You said poop. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes that sense. That was Matt being like, I'm uncomfortable with how serious you're talking right now. No, 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 no. I lied. I, I think this is good stuff. I enjoy this. Like, this is the kind of thing that people ask. Like, like I know when we go on the road for, like, Nerdist shows and stuff and we talk to people, they always ask sort of, like, how did you get to here? They sort of ask about what you did before and stuff like that. Yeah. Like for me, I mean, it's very almost kind of obvious how I ended up doing what I do now on attack of the show, which was sort of working at the Apple store, working at the genius bar. Cause that's what at the genius bar all day. I talked to people about yeah. tech stuff, but I had to like talk it in a relatable way. I had to say, this you is what this does. Put it in a vocabulary that yeah. people could understand and do it, do it without being a dick. Cause you can, and you, know, you did that? Yeah, there's so many people. I'm pretty good at that. There are a lot of people at, at, at Genius Bars and techs, you know, you've dealt with technicians and stuff like that. They just, they tell you what the problem is, but they tell it to you in a way like, you're an idiot. This is, you're stupid. You don't know what a video card does. Or, or they I mean? just tell you in a way that they relate to. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, we... <clears throat> They say it in a way they use a vocabulary that they understand and you're just like, I, you know, I don't understand. Yeah. But there's times too where I'm like, I'm the person who's just like, there's times where I'm like, I don't care. Like, right. I don't actually need to understand. I just want it to work. Yeah. It depends on what it is. Yeah. It depends on if I need to understand how it works. But then there's some things where it's like, if I'll get a technical exp explanation on something, like there'll be that there's like a moment where it's like my mind starts to shut off and I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like now it's like now, now you're talking about it in a way that's like, it just seems like you're opining or you're, it's like you're going down memory lane, right. technical memory yeah. lane. Like and this is what, you know, on my first motherboard, <laughs> my first computer was a Commodore 64. Uh, it had a, it had its own monitor. Uh, and uh, that was great. Nice. Yeah, I, I know I have a bunch of friends that like. <clears throat> I was not that guy. I didn't have a computer when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, I had a Commodore sixty four. That was oh, that okay. Was, that, that was, was what we voice. had. Was that yeah. Little Matt Meyer? That was true. That was Little Matt Meyer. 
And we had a Commodore 64. Commodore 64 is Matt Meyer. Because my dad worked for Hewlett Packard when I was a kid. Um, So we would always have, we always had computers around and stuff. And he was a ham radio guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he was always soldering. Like I'd wake up sometimes in the morning to the smell of solder. Wow. Because it would like waft up the stairs because my bedroom was at the very top of the stairs. So when you smell solder, you feel good inside? Yeah, it, I, you know, it gives me a nice little memory of growing up as a kid. Didn't you have a, didn't you take an Instagram of like a soldering gun? Yeah, I solder at home. Yeah. I was, because I solder uh, guitar stuff, like go gotcha. pickups and stuff. Like that. My dad taught me how to solder. So, like, if I need to change up pickups on a guitar or like tweak something, I can solder. Sure, I can solder. Uh, but that, it's that kind of thing that, like, we always had computers around. I remember vividly the thing I remember where I was like, oh, I'm kind of not normal in the respects of like what I do with technical stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I remember the cable guy came, and I had in my room I had a Commodore 64 monitor, the old Commodore 64 monitor. This is like when I was 15 or 16 years old, and I had a VCR yeah. hooked up to that, and I had and I had rigged the Commodore monitor to take in the signal from the VCR. And I had rigged the VCR to take in the signal from the house cable. Nice. So what I did was I made it so I essentially so I had cable in my room and I could record. And then I also had it. I also into the Commodore monitor. I had my Nintendo 64 plugged in. And I remember the cable guy coming to fix something. And he came and he looked. He was looking to fix something in my room with the cable. And he looked at the back of it. And he's like, this shouldn't work. And I was like, no, no, it yeah. should. And it does. <laughs> Cause I solder. I solder sometimes. So that was a, that was the first time I was like, oh, that guy's an idiot. Or like, I can. <laughs> that was I can, the first time. I that was the first time I said that guy's better than another human being. That's funny. That VCR. That <laughs> my mother. It was a weird setup. Like it was. You had to hit so many buttons to get yeah, things yeah, yeah. to do what they were gonna do. And my mother sometimes would get so frustrated with me not cleaning my room that it's occasionally every like three months or so she would go clean my room. She just didn't want to deal with it anymore. So she would go up and clean my room on it. And I remember her trying to watch soap operas. This is a day in the summer. Oh, like summer. she turned it on to try to... Yeah, she's like going to turn it on to watch soap operas. And she hits play and there was a porno in the VCR. <laughs> and I just... Nice. I just hear her yell. She goes, Matthew! Get this off! I just want to watch soap operas! <laughs> and I run upstairs... And there's just this 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 girl just being pounded by this nerdy guy. Like that was the porno that happened to be in there at the time. Uh, and, nerdy uh, guy, nerdy, yeah, nerdy guy, porn. nerdy guy, nerdy guy, fucking a fucking a chick with huge rack. It was pretty awesome. And, and your mom, uh, and you're so then you turn it off. You, she, she didn't take it away though. No. Well, that's all right then. Yeah, no, I just that was it, decent of her. She's just it like, was, it was, Matthew, it was I don't want to watch porno while I clean your room. <laughs> I just want to watch <laughs> General Hospital. I need like, to know that is General that. Hospital. That's a doctor. This is this is this is Port Charles, the yeah. General Hospital spinoff that ran at night. <laughs> Port Charles. Is That's that the name it? of it. That oh, was really? a real thing. General Hospital spinoff. Because it all happened in Port Charles. Oh, I thought you said Pork Charles, like the porn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I did say Pork Charles. Welcome to Pork Charles. Did you? What did you like when you were a kid? Uh, like an adolescent through through puberty. Right? Okay. Did you like what did you do? Did you have that like same like porno mag you trade with your friends kind of stuff or? Oh, like what porno did I look at? 
Um, I remember at one <laughs> left point, turn. I remember we were in elementary school. I can't remember. It was like fifth or sixth grade. I remember we had like a stash of porno mags, like two or three porno mags, like up in the trees behind the school. You know, it's so weird. And I feel like I'm the last of that generation. Where you have like physical magazines. Yeah, kids. There used to be porn, physical copies of porn, just magazines, pictures of chicks and stuff like that. And it, for all, for some reason, across the universe, it would be in the woods. In a log. It would always it like treasure. Yeah. yeah. It was it, the treasure thing. And you, we'd go out there um, during recess. We'd, it wasn't necessarily on the school ground, so I don't even know we were supposed to be up there. But we would go up there and, like, pull the porno mag out and look at it. I just remember there was, like, a, I don't know if this was true or not because, you know, your memory fails you. and like you're, But I remember, like, in one of them was this was a topless photo of Suzanne Summers, but she was all, like, painted. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like she had, like, she was topless, but she's painted. I could be making that up. I'm sure that if that photo exists, that you can get it online now. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I think that was her. I can't remember. I mean, it was a long time ago. But I had those. I remember my dad had, like, a couple that I could sneak in and look at, but not that much. Not like a, he didn't have, like, a box of porn or anything like that. <laughs> we had this one friend. Who was like, hey, I think upstairs in my attic, my dad's got a bunch of Playboys. Yeah. So we're like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be the score of our lives, right? So we go, my buddy John Abrams, uh, we go to his house, into the attic, and we're looking through all this stuff, boxes and boxes of stuff. And uh, he finds what he thinks are the Playboys. And they're just Broadway playbills. Whoa. <laughs> So he, he was like, oh, these are play bills. <laughs> just like. You just start masturbating anyways. So you're like, came all the way up here. <laughs> Sunday in the park with George. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me the, give me, <laughs> give me the Gorky part. Man, pass, pass that, pass that fan of the opera, bro. Yeah. Give me, okay, fuck it. Give me cats. Give me cats. Fuck then. it. I don't even care. Just give me some cats. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, the playbills. That was the, that was a thing. And then, but what was funny about that was we did still keep looking and we did find one playboy. There's always a playboy and then you realize at a certain point, like, it's so pedestrian. Oh, yeah. I mean, but not when you're in sixth grade. No. When you're in sixth grade, it's. Well, I was at, we were in like fifth or sixth. I think we had like a couple playboys. And then I don't, like, <clears throat> I remember there was always like, a porno mag here or there and you'd stash them or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember like, I didn't have any huge, like, I don't remember having a porno for a while. I have, I told the story. Um, I can't remember. Like, I don't even know <clears throat> at that time when I was like 16 or 17, I, I'm sure if I tried harder, I could have got one, but I didn't have one, but I didn't have a VCR in my room. So what was I going to do? Like go down to the living room and be like, Hey, you guys done watching? Fall guy, because I'm gonna fucking <laughs> Simon and Simon done, because I gotta yeah, play Simon, with my Simon. Simon wrapped up, because I gotta fucking tuck one out and get to work, get to school. <laughs> I gotta tuck one up and get to school. <laughs> I, I got fizz ed at eight a.m. Man, I told this go to sleep. I told the story 
when we did a nerd, we did the nerdist over at Smod Castle, Kevin, and I told the story, but I, you don't know it, so I'm going to tell you. And I probably, I'm sure a lot of people listen to Phoebe have never heard that episode. But when I was a kid, I was raised Catholic, right? Yeah. So obviously, there's all that Catholic guilt that everyone talks about. And I found a, uh, I found a, a videotape. I found a porno in like my brother's videotapes or something like that. Awesome. And I took it and I, I watched it. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I was like, oh, no, this was bad. What I just I'm did. I'm going to go to hell. Right? So what I did was I took, the, I took the videotape and destroyed it with a hammer. And you sent it and to hell? And then threw it in the snow. And then I told, cast and then, you away. And then told my mother. Told my mother that I had found the porno and that I destroyed it with a hammer. She didn't have to worry. I was like, don't worry. Don't worry. I God took care is safe. Of it. I took care I am safe. <laughs> it's in the snow. <laughs> What'd your brother do? I don't know He's if he ever like, noticed. Dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he ever noticed, but it's just like the image still in my mind. That image is still there of the of the it's like uh the guilt was so strong they were like, I know how to I know how to I know what Jesus would do. Just like it was one of those nights uh that you so you, just the snow was there and it had gotten dark, but there was still like our backyard light was on and our neighbor's backyard light was on. And I can just still see just all the tape spooled kind of out next to our pool. Shifting as the wind. Yeah. Blows yeah, yeah. Across I can still snow. vividly, vividly see it. And you're like, I am a good Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mom, I will not go to hell. I destroyed the porn stuff. I, I beat the shit out I of that. I will live forever. That made me come. I must destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that makes me come must be destroyed with a hammer. <laughs> so that's why Greta and I didn't work out. <laughs> um, but that was, yeah, that was one of those weird things. Did you ever like... I didn't have any religion. I didn't grow up. No, I know religion. that. I'm talking about porn now, Scott. I was like, I didn't. I was never like a big porn collector. I remember when I met Kevin. Collector who collects pornography. <laughs> Lots of people. Is that a thing? Yeah. Are you oh, crazy? That's gross. I mean, I don't think it happens as much anymore because it's like the internet is kind of like a giant collection. Of well, porn. you know, it happens digitally. Lots of people do. It happens digitally now. Because yeah. I have, I have a folder. There's a folder on this computer. Well, that's you collecting porn. Yeah, there's some like mocking the thing that yeah. I do. No, but there's literally, porn. I literally have a folder on my computer You're gonna in case there is no internet. With a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna smash that folder with a hammer. It's like, mom, it's bad. I, I, I got it, mom. I got it again. I got it. I'm a server. But there's no, there's literally, it's just, it's just for when I'm in a hotel and there's no internet. Greatest hits. Yeah, it's just like stuff I used to pull. Well, like, I remember when I met Kevin, like he had he had a porn collection. He had like porn tapes. <laughs> that's it's insane. Just the physical copies of it. Like I don't think anything of digitally hoarding. But he also worked at the video store, so oh, okay. like, he had access to it. Did it was Kevin one of those guys? But he also went to New York and like, you know. I, he he had I mean he didn't have like a hundred tapes or anything, but he had like he had porn tapes and uh a couple tapes on uh SLP. I think he sent me one too. Raquel released. I think it was called. 
I think he sent me one like right after we met, and then he went back to Jersey. I think it's like part of a Christmas package or something. He was like, "Here, here." Like, uh, were you a big Emmanuel person? Did you catch that one? Just to know, I saw it. Yeah, I remember being younger and being like, we wanted to watch. A bunch of us were like, wanted to see Tarzan the Ape Man. Oh yeah, with Bo Derek. Yeah, and then you see it and you're like, eh, yeah, it's not. But you get your parents to actually rent it for you. I'm That's minded. true. It's kind of like the version could. of being like, I'm getting our parents to fuck get us a titty movie. Fucking my house is the house. Come on over. Come on over, man. I have four. Leave the fucking nerd with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the Jesus no, freak I with the hammer. No, I just In case it makes us come, Scott, I just have to. <laughs> as long as I don't I must, come, it's fine. I must take care of it. If I, if I come, it, I must destroy it. It must be destroyed. This is the hammer of Jesus. <laughs> this hammer was used to nail Jesus to the cross. I think so. Scott, Anyways, I don't, I don't know. It says Stanley on it. Stanley was a saint, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stanley was the guy who nailed him to the cross, right? Is that yeah. not happening, Scott? <laughs> My name's Little Matt. I love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Scott, you want to you come to church with me on Sunday? Don't you love We're Jesus? Gonna, oh, you're gonna go to hell. That's okay. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do that, you That's could. too bad. You're gonna be there with all the things that made me come. Is that a hammer? <laughs> it sure, sure is, Scott. This is my cum hammer. <laughs> this is my cum hammer. <laughs> if we could get away with it, honey, where's the hammer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Matthew has it again. Matt has it. He keeps calling his cum hammer. <laughs> He called it his cum hammer. <laughs> My mother's Australian all of a sudden. He's out there, John. He's killing He's killing everything that makes him cum. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare? <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare. There you go. This kid out there. I'm a pawn. He's out there, John. He's just slant. He's hammering everything. He went to Johnny's house. He destroyed a box of playbills. <laughs> <laughs> They're furious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we could if we could get away with it in iTunes, this episode would be called Come Hammer. <laughs> You're like a little Catholic Thor. <laughs> this is a problem for Asgard. <laughs> Doesn't really help us. <laughs> Doesn't really. <laughs> not really a hero. I'm here to help you, not come. <laughs> Did you just come? Uh, yeah. I, what caused this? What caused the semen? What caused your ejaculate, little one? <laughs> That's he's a superhero. He's fucking little teenagers. <laughs> Destroys pornography. <laughs> I mean, we have Where's to. your magazine? <laughs> Little one, what caused this? This mess in your sock. What caused your sins? Show us. <laughs> uh, we are just earning that explicit tag that I think is on our... I think our podcast is tagged is explicit. It? I hope so. It should be. If it's not... Come hammer, it's not We are going to be in no trouble.
because I don't think anyone monitors. No one monitors. Is there fucking police? (laughs) Podcast police. They can't even find you. Right? I mean, someone could complain. They could be like, didn't say explicit. And then they said fucking cum hammer. All right. Well, I think that said naughty, though. We're going to dock them a 99 cent credit on iTunes. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, but that was at the end of the porn, hiding porn. That was a huge thing. And then, like, as I, as my adolescence sort of, as I got a little bit older, then computer pornography started to be a thing. Yeah, like, I was, by the time computer porn came along, I mean, I was old enough. And I couldn't, could you imagine if you were, like, could you imagine on the Commodore 64 if you were, like. Oh, God, no. If you were just, like. (laughs) My reaction the, the, I remember seeing my first JPEG image. It was a. Uh, it was the first JPEG I ever saw. The JPEG file. The first one I ever saw was this, this, this drawing someone had done in MS Paint of Yoda. And I was like, "This is amazing! It looks real, I'm and it's so on a computer." Amazed. Oh my god! Is people amazing. fucking. Fuck I, don't, Yoda. I don't know what I would have done. I would be. I don't know. You got to think these kids growing up now are so deviant. Like as far as like what. Or just sexual not, proclivity like, is. Yeah, or it's like how quickly you're just like, oh, it's, you know. Yeah. There's sex. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see, I mean, that you must have, at 16, I would have watched a lot of porn. Especially about a computer in my oh, room. Oh I my did. God. I did, and it was like, it was the early. It would have been like fucking Spider-Man. I would have just been stuck to the wall. <laughs> and all that web. gooey everywhere. <laughs> It's like up in the corner, my mom comes in, and I'm just like <laughs> in the corner, my fucking jism web. Scott, John. What, what did this to you, Scott? <laughs> come John, John, come look at Scott. <laughs> He's created a web of his own semen. I told you not to get him the Commodore 64. Which is kind of the plot of Weird Science. When you think about it, they have a Commodore 64 exactly. and they make a lady. They make a lady. They all, make all, lady you, parts. all 16-year-old boys want to do is come. It's true. That's literally their only fucking idea. It doesn't matter what but it is. your sexual preference is. Nope. It's all. Doesn't all matter. Just want jism. Whatever gets you there. Slinging jism. Slinging jism. Nice. Slinging jism. We can't name it that. We can't name it that either. Slinging Oh my god. We uh we that should could be his like that could be his sidekick. We have to <laughs> <laughs> It's Cumhammer. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome my new sidekick. This is Slingin' Jism. <laughs> no, you gotta short it. Jism sling. <laughs> Unleash your jism sling, little one. What? I am Cumhammer. It's really gross. And this <laughs> is my thirteen year old sidekick, Jism Sling. <laughs> Sling, jism, sling. Uh, we have to. We got about fifteen minutes left in the show, so what we're gonna do now. Feedback. Scott, I don't have. A, do. I don't have a feed read. I have the Sorry. feed. We we don't have feed reads this week. We uh, both didn't read, but we do have a feedback for you. Uh, again, if you want to email us, it's uh, four eyes and beard at gmail dot com. Yep, and that comes. Uh, Scott and I share the uh, email account, so we have access to all your fun feedback. All right, let's go. Here we go. This is from Chris Mendoza. I enjoy Phoebe. He, I, I enjoy the Phoebe Reads book club suggestions. I wanted to add one that I really liked. 
Odd Thomas by Dean Koontz. Have you ever read that? No. I'm not a big Koontz guy. We uh, Neither of us have read the book. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Take the shot. Sorry. That's how he signed the email. Man, we are missing out on so much t-shirt money. I know. $40, $50. Easy. It's not, my, it's not me. It's happening. It's uh, not me. We got an update from Dana today that I didn't even read yet. Uh, but, Chris, we have not read the Dean Koontz book. I have not read the Dean Koontz novel. But there's a there's a recommendation since we don't have one. I mean, we're not recommending it, but... Uh, here's one from Matthew Martin. Feedback question, which kind of fits the theme of today. When lesbians scissor, why does it sound like a boot being pulled out of quicksand? Say it again? When lesbians scissor, why does it sound like a when boot? lesbians scissor. scissor. When they scissor each other, <laughs> why does it sound like a boot being pulled from quicksand? Are they asking us? Now, Matthew, yeah, Matthew Martin uh, asked us that. Uh, probably thought we weren't going to read this on the air, but you know what? We just did. We just did. I don't I don't uh, know that it does sound like that. I've never heard that sound unless, when that happened. I mean, unless they're super wet. Unless there's something. Yeah. I, I have not heard it, but I'm not denying it. Maybe it is true. But even if I did, even if I did agree with the fact that that happened... I can't tell you why. I'm sorry. Uh, what happened to the Klosterman hypotheticals portion of the show? Chris Crow asks. I love it. Give up the awesome work. Take the shot. A also signing off. Here's a link to some hypotheticals via the Wall Street Oasis. Let me see if I can access the internet right now, and then I can get to those. In the meantime, <clears throat> let me read another one. Feedback, Matt. Now that G4 and AOTS are sadly coming to an end, do you have any solid plans or opportunities in another TV studio? Start doing Nerdist stuff full-time? Or is the fruit stand willing to take you back? Good luck either way. Tony Shambliss. Tony, I am never going back to the Apple Store. <laughs> that is you've, you've a kind of you. shame I cannot bear <clears throat> to go back to the Apple Store. Uh, you don't necessarily need to. No, I don't need to. Uh, so yeah, G4 and Attack the Show are ending in December. Yeah. Uh, just in time for Scott to go to Dallas for a while. It's true. Uh, so uh, right now our plans are pretty much to me to go to Dallas for a little bit, bank some Phoebes. Maybe we do like you know a week or something like that, and I we bank some every day. Yeah. Uh, and the other plan is for me, I have a couple of projects I'm working on, some things I'm writing uh, a project I'm working on with uh, Mr. Mosier himself that I think people will enjoy once that's all finished up. Come Hammer. Come Hammer is the name of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, but yeah, no, that's what I'm working on right now. And then Nerdist, the Nerdist comes back. I think it's coming back next year. I think that uh, that's going to be on show. BBC America. BBC yep. America show. I think that'll be on BBC. So like, you know, there'll be some episodes of that. And that's, I mean, really, I want to write. I'm probably going to tour a little bit with stand up. Nice. Uh, this is sort of my On right now own. my working plan. Yeah, I might do some shows with Jonah. Jonah and I've been talking about maybe going out together and doing some clubs and stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun that's thing. A to good do. idea. Yeah, people would come see us. Come on. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. I'm honestly I'm kind of excited about it. I'm kind of excited about going. I, I want what I want is to have the life that Scott used to have <laughs> before he took his new job. <laughs> <laughs> The one where it was, the one where it was like be anywhere. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, Scott, you want to grab lunch at two on a Wednesday?" Sure, (laughs) that kind of life. 
Yeah, that life's not my life anymore. No, but hopefully it will be again. But that's the kind Someday. of what I want to do. And I'm thinking about getting a dog, like I said before. Thinking about getting a dog. Yeah, January. You're looking at it as, a, as an opportunity. I'm looking at it, yeah, as something new. Something new that might uh, might be a It's going to be all good. Yeah, it might be a fun thing to do. So that's that's my question to that. Dear Matt and Scott, writes Clifton Say, or C-A, 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 whatever. Clifton, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Uh, love your podcast. I was wondering if you guys would ever do a video version of your podcast. If only to see Matt's joy uh, making expressions. Well, uh, weirdly, today we shot our first bit of video. For video segment. Video segment. Scott folding his shirt. Scott folds a shirt. <laughs> while Matt awkwardly walks around in a tie tank top. <laughs> Titled. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes over. Yeah, we'll see how that goes over. But I think adding uh adding video to it would all I think it would change the uh It's weird. Feel I mean, of the like show. We I people have brought that up with Kevin. We've never video we've done it live. Yeah. It's been videotaped live. It's just a little bit different because you've already added the element of like Yeah, you're already performing for people. You're already yeah, it's like so you might as well shoot external, it. it's yeah. fine. Here it's like you lose that sort of like conversational. Yeah, with us it's just a matter of, of. Uh, I mean, it's uh, we've only done nine of these. Yeah, and, come on, get up there. We'd like Fuck. to. I think we would eventually like to do a live one. Eventually, I know Matt would like to do. I would one. like to. I know I have some time coming up. <laughs> Maybe in Dallas we'll do our first live. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. Especially if there's only like one person from Dallas who responds to that. Or we could do a one-man show, meaning that there's one person there. We are two, and they are one. Audience of one. Uh, we'll come to your house. Kiki has sent in a couple questions again. She often will do that. Oh, really? I yeah. haven't seen her questions. She, how many meatballs can you afford is her question to me. How many meatballs <laughs> can you afford? Not that many, uh, Kiki, uh, because I don't have a job anymore. Depends how on many the meatballs, meatballs can you afford? How many Scott meatballs Mosher? can yeah. I afford? Well, how much is a meatball worth? $3.99. $3.99 for two meatballs. $3.99 for two meatballs. Yeah. I can afford a few meatballs. Nice. Uh, let's see. Jeff Leboff. Jeff again. We had Jeff last week. Now we have him again. Now AOTS is canceled. Uh, if only uh, I've only missed a handful of episodes since 2005. Wow. Will Phoebe happen more regularly or less regularly? Don't know what I'm going to do with myself for an extra hour a day. Hmm. Will it happen more? I'd, I'd like to think that it will happen more. And the only reason I think that it might happen more is because I will now be able to just drive to Scott's office. We're, <clears throat> we've been going at a pretty good peg. Yeah, well, we've been, we've been doing the bare minimum, Scott. We've been doing every two weeks. <laughs> so you're pretty good. Clip. Well, we at least got in line. We did. We finally sort of had a yeah. more regular experience as far... Well, how was seven, eight, nine? I don't know. Have we did... What we do before Canadian Sniper? I don't remember what episode six was. Uh, anyway, uh, would you... And then his other question. Would you rather be pecked to death by a brace of duck or a convocation of eagles? I feel like a duck would hurt a lot less than a razor-beaked eagle. Man, that's like one of those questions where it's like... In both instances, I'm going to die, right? I'm either pecked to death. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'd kind of flip a coin. I'd be like, I don't know if either one, because a duck could be worse. Where it's just like, oh my god, it's like it takes two days for these fucking ducks to like peck ducks me to death. Also, don't smell great. I don't know if I would be worried about the aroma of it. I would be more just like maybe the eagles will just kill me faster. If I'm going to die anyways, right? I want to go quicker, so I'm going to vote for eagles. I think death by duck is way too long. Death by duck is way too long. You're right. You're probably right. Uh, that's our feedback for today, everybody. Thank you. Please email us, foureyesandbeard at gmail.com, and we will get to your questions. Obviously, we'll read all of them. Because <laughs> yeah. that was the last eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, let's see. We got, uh, we got a few more minutes. What have you been? Have you been enjoying anything as far as uh, television is concerned lately? Have you watched? Are you watching anything? Because next Iron Chef just started. Uh, I think I was on last night, right? Yeah, it was, was yeah. on the beach. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. You watched it? I did. Nice. It was okay. I'm not. I, it was okay. Let's say this is now. Uh, I fell asleep, but I don't think it's no commentary on the Iron Chef. I was just t- I was tired yesterday. I fell asleep during the same episode with the guitar. It didn't really like. Now there's just like now I feel like we've gotten to the point where it's like there's so many of these shows where it's like Yeah, but the prize for this one somehow seems greater. You know, for them to be they're gonna be the next Iron Chef. Oh. I don't really know. Which I think means a lot for them. I think financially it means a, a great deal because oh, really? I think their restaurants would immediately start doing better. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, like, oh, let's go to more like I wanna go to Morimoto's restaurant or, yeah, or yeah. Wolfgang Clock. In Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went there a while ago. There were these like weird have you been there? No. There's like these like my memory, and maybe I'll never be invited back, is they had these like in the middle of the tables are these like plastic candles, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a design aspect of it that they look like a candle, but they're plastic and they light up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a fake candle, but oh, it yeah, literally yeah. looks like the whole time you're having dinner, like there's a dick right in the middle of the table. <laughs> It's like a glowing wa- glowing wiener, like right in the middle of the table. Or at least that's my memory of it. And glowing. the food was really good, but lit by a glowing wiener. Uh, the guy from the Foundry, which I've never been to, the head chef of the Foundry, mm-hmm. he's cooking this season on Next Iron Chef. I don't know if he... Yeah, he was safe this week. I don't want to ruin the ending for anybody. He? Uh, he was Appleman? The, the bigger guy. The big dude who made the fritters? Yeah, we made grasshopper. Yeah, yeah. That dude. Where's the foundry? That's near here. That's on Melrose. Oh, okay. I've been wanting to try it out for a while, and no one. Well, we should go. No one ever seems interested in going. Whatever I say, let's go to the foundry. I'll go with you. All right, Scott I and I are going to go to the foundry. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. My favorite. Who's your favorite for the for the next Iron Chef? I'm not familiar with the show. I was like I said, I was really half asleep. It's the first it. episode. You can pick one person and ride it to the end. I can't. I mean, honestly, like I wasn't even, I wasn't really watching. I remember uh, Chef Appleman only because that's the only name I remember. Okay, before I fell asleep, I'm gonna go. He with made them. the banana curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay. that was actually the one thing that I thought looked interesting. I'm gonna go with Amanda Freitag. All right. I'm in. I'm all in on Freitag. All right. That's that's our that's our next Iron Chef update. Next week we'll be back with another next Iron Chef update. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that about does it for Phoebe. Uh, this episode's going to be a little bit short, but stay tuned afterwards for 10 minutes of maybe, of maybe bizarre. listenable stuff. Yeah. Maybe. In fact, you know what I'm going to try to do? 
Maybe you'll know this already. I'm going to try to see if I can level it out. See if I can salvage the 10 minutes. And if I can, I'll put it in the front. Or and if I can't, it'll find be out that it's funnier when your mic is off. Yeah. And then. Okay. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. We'll see what happens. Probably be a blow to your self-esteem, but. No, it could very well be. <laughs> There's a couple guys on Twitter who make that very clear. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't read people. I like to read people who say nice things. Yeah, I was like, is there any way you could let Scott talk? I'd be. Oh, really? There's you talk too much? Yeah, I guess. And then there's also, uh, there's See, one people can't blame. I just don't. <clears throat> I mean, like, it's a lot of work for me to talk. Folks, if you much. were looking at him, you would be talking too. I don't know what that sound meant either. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it for Phoebe. Uh, come back. Number nine. Next N- week. Number nine. Next week. Double digits. Ten. Holy fuck. Ten. It'll be like a decade. It'll be like we've, we're supposed to do it every two weeks, and you know what? We're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're doing better. So tune in next week for something hopefully less graphic than Comic Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Take the shot. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> We're doing it. It's happening. It's on. Shit's on. All right. Uh, welcome to Feeb number nine. Number nine. I wonder how many podcasts we've done. Probably every every time. Every other podcast that hit number nine. <laughs> but got to. It's an accomplishment for us to do this free thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder. It, it has been harder than you imagine. Yeah. No, I mean, I know that uh, Scott will sometimes take time out of his weekend to record the podcast. But, uh, never, never I don't think that's true. I have done it on the weekend before. You've done on the weekend? Yeah, I remember that time when I went and bought my couch, and then I came to oh, then I came to meltdown, right. and we sweated. How is that? Uh, how is that couch, by the way? It's how great. How's it worked out? It's it's it was a it was a very it was a good purchase. You know, when you buy one of those objects, yeah. and like we went back to her three times, kind of literally just laid around on it for like not 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 for an awkward amount of time no one told you to leave no but but it was like we went and checked it out a few times and made sure that it was exactly what we thought it would be and it's that and more that's something you gotta really think about when you're buying a couch yeah you are literally stuck with it unless you want to Yeah, a couch is kind of like a car. Yeah. It's like you walk out of the showroom, unless you get a used one. If you get a unless brand new. Like eight to ten years with this couch, too. Yeah. Oh, we can't go back now. You don't, I don't know. Did you, you had a couch and you got rid of it, right? Yeah. We had a couch that we didn't like. And now we have a couch. We have like, it's like a couch and then a, a what do you call it? What's the, like a, oh, I can't remember the word. You know, like a square. No, like a square. Um, like. No, an ottoman's like what you rest on. It's like a, it's not a love seat. It's like a, fuck. Well, it's like there's a couch part and then there's a part that's literally like it's the size of a, 
I don't want to say literally all the time. It's the I'm size of a... All the time lately. I know, Kevin was... We were doing the show the other day, and Kevin was just like... People tell, keep telling him, like, you're saying literally the wrong way. And, I, and I'm sure I'm wrong, where it's like, literally, it's the size of this, where it's like, I should just be saying, it's the size of this. Because yeah. saying literally it is... Is redundant, is redundant or, or just stupid. And I will tell you, I was listening to that podcast. It was a couple weeks ago, and I that triggered my head. Wait, do I say it all the time? And then I do. I do. It's an epidemic. It all it's time. literally an epidemic. <laughs> literally an epidemic. Uh, but yeah, no. So the couch thing, like, what did you do with your old couch? Sold it. You sold your old couch? Yeah, on Craigslist. How much? I don't know. It wasn't that much. I feel like you should have let me know. Because I had to, like, I had to deal with my couch situation. I read well, I didn't couch. know. Well, listen, I knew what my situation was. No. I, I knew that you, I knew that some, I knew that she moved out. I didn't yeah. know she took the couch with her. Well, she didn't take the couch. I ended up buying the couch off of her because it was, it's so comfortable. Well, then why the fuck did you need my couch? Well, she's just, was like, she's still throwing a bit about that couch. Just like, Oops. So then you want my couch, but I won't buy. I could have sold you my couch. You wouldn't like that couch. I wouldn't like. I've been on your couch. Yeah, I fell asleep on your couch. couch. Very comfortable couch. Yeah, and our couch you couldn't fall asleep on. Yeah, okay. So I will say this: I've rarely fallen asleep on the couch in my house. I usually muster up enough common sense to go. I'm just gonna go to bed. Because if I'm gonna nap, I might as well just do it in bed. Yeah, I don't feel that way. I'm like I will nap on my couch. I fell asleep last night. Yeah, yesterday afternoon, like six o'clock. I had I was I had a. Was that the afternoon? Five o'clock. Five o'clock's the afternoon, right? I mean, it's kind of late afternoon. Listen, it's certainly not. (laughs) It's not evening where you're at five. No, well, you're not. (laughs) I'm not either, but James Bond is. Oh, he is. Sure, he probably doesn't wake up till five. In the book, in Casino Royale, he's the, talking about like going to sleep at three and like knowing exactly when he's tired, walking away. Like it's a thing. That he's, oh, he's like that in tune with it. He's yeah. just like, I know when I'm tired. Like I'm aware. It's three a.m. He's at three a.m. But he's a, he's not an early riser, probably. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far in the book yet. Hmm. Never read an Ian Fleming James Bond novel. Really. And now you're reading it just now. Yeah, I haven't read any of them. I'm reading Casino Royale because I just was kind of into the idea of reading a book, an old, like a book written in the fifties. Yeah, I was into that idea of kind of like reading about. I just assumed you would be into it because you're a huge Bond fan, and it seems weird that you haven't read anything. That doesn't hurt. But anyway, back to the napping on the couch thing. I was <laughs> fell asleep with a guitar in my hand and like fell asleep on the headstock. And then Kiki took a picture, and I thought it was weird. She would take a picture of me now. But... And then you're like, "Don't put that on." Did no, she put it on like, Instagram? And I was like, and then I was like, she's like, "What are you talking about? I don't do that all the time." And then I pull, I was like, opened up my phone, and I was like, "Look at these pictures of me napping on my phone." That she sends you? No, that she that like are on my camera roll, and then she's like, "I never took those," and I'm just now so terrified of what's happening. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> that there's a person out there. But there's a little like, what, like what, person like, who's like, just like, like a gremlin, like 
who waits for you to go to sleep. I'm just I'm showing Scott now pictures of me sleeping. He's definitely asleep. We're gonna, I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. Uh, deep, you're gonna uh, Tumblr. You're gonna post gonna sleeping. Matt Meyer sleeping pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Taken by an unknown photo, photographer. Photo credit it's obviously it's Kiki. Work. It has to be right. She's just fucking with your head, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's just popping in my head, but all the president's men was on yesterday, and the phrase. Remember when he goes? He says, "Um, he goes if if you go to bed, and there's no snow out, and it snows in the morning, you can pretty much deduce that it snowed overnight." That's a yes. big paraphrasing. Yes, that's a huge paraphrase. <laughs> But you know what I say that I say that because of 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 Kiki and her fucking. That's like me go remember that. Yeah, her John plausible deniability. Her I like. <laughs> the other night. I'm gonna call. And then he says, uh, "This boat's not big enough." It's true. <laughs> hey, this <laughs> boat. I'm this boat. This boat is not a queer. Appear to be large enough. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, why don't you come and chum? Chum this stuff. Throw this meat in the water. Uh, what about that quote from Boris Gubb? Life uh, tastes a lot like chocolate. Sometimes. I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Movie lines by... Uh, what about that classic from Clerks? Uh, I shouldn't have been working. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> classic movie line paraphrased by Scott and Matt. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other great movie lines now that I can't think of it. That was it. I came up with those four. Those are the only movies that the exist. Only movies I've ever seen. Star Wars. Hey, I hope things go well. <laughs> hey, uh, Luke, I'm your. I'm, I'm, I'm hey, Luke, I, uh, I fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The other version of the movie. The laid-back version of the movie. Hey, I hope it goes well, Luke. It's fighting those guys. It's like a bunch of people screamed and, and then got quiet real fast. Yeah. It's like a bunch of people screamed and got real quiet. Uh, it's when Obi-Wan feels a great disturbance in the fourth. Oh, yeah. Thousands of voices suddenly screaming. Whatever. Yeah, As opposed to him just like... I'm actually oh, paraphrasing. The you're paraphrasing. You're paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to my version of either feel a great disturbance of Mars, it'd just be like a, like he had gas. He'd just be like, ooh. <sighs> what was that? <sighs> Nothing. You, look, you, don't look, you don't look well. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't look well. <laughs> look how old I am. <laughs> I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a terry cloth robe in the desert. How do you feel? Is this real? Is this? Hang on. I don't know if my mic has been on. Let me just double check. I think I think it was. Hang on. Welcome to. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.